guys, how's it going, man? This is Craig Hostetler, and I want to welcome you to the Rebel Soul Syndicate. Thank you for hanging out with me on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I have a great show here for you today. Um, I have a good friend of mine. We've been friends now, I think, for a few years. A gentleman by the name of Blake, and Blake is a member of the Church of Satan. Now, if you don't know much about them, they don't worship the devil. They don't actually even believe in the devil. In fact, they are atheists, right? But their atheism has form to it. It has order to it. And they do have a belief system about their atheism and a philosophy or code that they live by. Now, this particular podcast isn't about Satanism. Um, I do have one of those. I don't remember which episode it is, but it's easy enough to find, right? This podcast is about the Church of Satan's view, or at least Blake's view as a member of the Church of Satan, on revenge, right? What a great topic. Revenge is a powerful topic. And it's one of those where the Church of Satan sort of takes a different view than a lot of the mainstream um, philosophies, ideologies, or religions that probably most of you have been exposed to. So most of the religions and philosophies believe that revenge isn't okay, right? It's we need to operate in forgiveness. Where the Church of Satan's view is, hey, if you think you deserve to get revenge, go get revenge. Now obviously there's limitations to that. They don't believe in breaking the law, but they certainly don't have a problem with getting revenge. They don't have a problem with someone exercising the right to avenge themselves. And honestly, the whole forgiveness thing has been a thing that I struggled with always, right? Because if somebody did me wrong, did me dirty, and I mean really hurt me, um, why would I forgive them? The old ideology is, well, if you don't, then God won't forgive you. I don't know. That seems a little odd. <laughs> seems a little odd to me. It's never sat well. So that's what we're going to have this conversation about. Before we jump into it, you don't follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, I really, really encourage you to do that. Particularly if your interest is in, uh, I'm a fitness coach, so there's a lot on there about working out, losing weight. I'm a mindset coach, there's a lot on there about mindset and and um, and really being fully expressed in your life. And so if you're into that or would like no, to know more about that, pop over and follow me on, uh, I'm see Craig K. Hostetler on uh, Instagram, Craig Hostetler on Facebook, and I think Craig K. Hostetler on uh, TikTok. But there, I post all the time. You won't be sorry. All right, let's jump into this conversation with my buddy Blake to talk about revenge. Hey guys, how's it going, man? This is Craig with the Rebel Soul Syndicate, man, and. Um, Got a great podcast today. My buddy Blake from the Demented One podcast is with me. Now, um, you're going to have to help me here, man. I know you're a Satanist, and you're also a member of the Church of Satan. Is that right? Okay. So, just as a cap, just as a as a disclaimer here, I believe the way this works is um, you're a member, but you don't you're not speaking on behalf of them. Is that fair? Right on, right on. So, man, thank you so much, dude, for hanging out with me, man. I know we've been trying to do this for a little bit, and we've both been really busy. But, dude, I'm so glad that you that you finally got the opportunity to come on, man. Right, man. I've been looking forward to it. Like you said, it's been what over 
been trying to do this almost a year, I think, trying to get together to do this show. Yeah. Yeah, so, bro, I wanted to talk to you because um, there's a couple of things, I mean, that I've been through recently that, that, that prompt the discussion. But also, all of my life, I, um, well, the majority of my life, we've talked about this before, I was raised in a Christian context. And um, even outside of that, whenever I started to expand my belief system a little bit and I moved into other ideas, and I'm talking about more new age um, ideas or new thought ideas, the emphasis on forgiveness is profound. Uh, particularly, in, I mean, like in Christianity, it's the fucking thing, right? But even even in these other ide- um, ideologies or theologies or whatever you want to call them, belief systems, it is a huge aspect. You know, you're not forgiving them for them, you're forgiving them for, for you and all this kind of stuff. None of it ever made sense to me. So I want to read a couple of things um, that you're going to be very familiar with. And then I want to dive into your opinion on that. Does that sound all right? Absolutely, yeah. All right, bro. So, um, for those of you that don't know, the Church of Satan, and brother, connect me if I'm wrong, but uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, the Church of Satan was started by Anton LaVey, and the primary text is the Satanic Bible, but along with that, there have been... Um, like the nine satanic statements and the eleven satanic rules of the earth, those came after the satanic Bible, right? Uh, actually, I think they were kind of before. I mean, because most of them they're all put in the satanic Bible, so okay. all, you can find all of those in the satanic Bible. Okay, sweet. All right, cool. So, a couple of statements from those. Um, I guess those uh, things. So the nine satanic statements. Number four. Um, Satan represents kindness on those who deserve it instead of love on wasted ingrates. Number five, Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. And those are both from the nine satanic statements. And then in the eleven satanic rules of the earth, if a guest is in your lair, if a guest in your lair annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. And number 11 is, when walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask him to stop. If he does not uh, stop, destroy him. So, within the satanic ideology, or philosophy, or whatever, or religion, I know it's all three of those, um, forgiveness isn't necessarily a caveat. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I mean... Tell me your tell me your thoughts on it. Yeah, forgiveness. I mean, it's like it says, "Oh, turning the other cheek." You know, it's kind of cliche now, but we say, you know, if you keep turning the other cheek, you're eventually going to run out of cheeks. Um, you know, because it's up to you if you decide to forgive someone. It, it, I guess it matters if they come. Like to me personally, if someone wrongs me and they come up to me and they're they're sorry, they apologize. You know, it's up to me if I forgive them. It just depends on, I guess, the the offense, um, what they would do. If they're not really sorry and they're just saying it just to, you know, because they want something from you or they don't want the guilt or whatever, you know, you can tell. You can read people pretty easily. 
Yeah, the interesting thing to me here is um, in the nine satanic statements or even the um, 11 satanic rules of the earth, um, vengeance is, it's really up to you. If it's something you want to do, then I guess it's completely permissible. Is, is that how you feel about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if we're jumping jumping gun or whatever, but like when you're talking about, you know, in the Satanic Bible where it says about destroying one or whatever, that doesn't mean physically. Um, you know, you can destroy people in a lot of ways. I mean, you can sue them, you can destroy their reputation, you know, there's all certain ways, you know, because a lot of people get hung up on that thinking it's really like physical, you know, they're saying to go out and we kill people if someone makes us mad and, you know, traffic or something. That's not true at all. Okay, um, that's fair. I think that's a great. I think that's a great um, descriptor of that. But the idea of retribution is one that the Satanic Church, as a whole, and I'm not. And again, we're not talking about murder or rape or anything stupid. But genuine, just retribution, um, where it's frowned upon in other philosophies in. The Satanic Church, it's its not necessarily, it's completely acceptable. Absolutely, yeah. So, how do you deal with that personally? I'm just interested because all of my life, you know, I've been told, you know, um, when you forgive somebody, I mean, you're setting them, you're setting yourself free, not necessarily them. Um, I've been told, you know... I mean, you know the whole thing, right? If you don't, if you don't forgive God, or if you don't forgive, then God can't forgive you. And I just think that sometimes, um, and we talked about this prior to the podcast, when you have a situation where um, somebody does something, and you think to yourself, you know, I don't know if I want to fucking forgive this person. I like, I feel like this is fairly egregious, and I don't necessarily have to go out and harm them, but maybe I want to hang on to this for a while. I mean, tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I mean, I've had some instances in my uh, past with some people, and I, I just I did not want to forgive them, and honestly, I could not forgive them for some of the things they've done. Um, and two, I use it as kind of a, a motivational kind of thing with the unforgiveness because it makes me as a, a stronger person it makes me learn from my mistakes you know not to ever trust somebody like that again or, or do something like that um so i use it pretty much honestly as as a stepping stone um mm. a lot and and then there's too you know with forgiveness um, some of the stuff is petty you know I, I let it go it's not that i'm just walking around and if you accidentally bump me in, in the street or something, you know, I'm not going to turn around and just go off and, you know, crazy, immature stuff like that. Right, we're, really not, talk, we're not talking about road rage, right? Right. Yeah, we're not talking about that kind of thing. But I think I think one of the interesting things for me, and, and, and one of the things that I struggled with, you know, was a, I was a pastor, and, I, well, actually, you have a very strong religious background, too. So, um, I was a pastor, I was a Christian for a long time, and things would people would do things to you and 
and you would be forced to push yourself into the idea of forgiveness and you would you would try to push your feelings there you try to push their heart there your heart there but sometimes man like there are there are some things that I really wanted to say no you know what I'm not gonna forgive you for that now I'm not talking about man I'm gonna wake up every morning and and be fucking mad at the whole world you know what I mean and oh no I got screwed over 19 years ago and I'm still mad about it no but I, I do think there, and, and you tell me if this is lines up at all, but I do think that there's time and space to say, no, fuck her, man. I, I don't forgive her. You know, I'm, I'm, I still, I think that I got screwed on that deal, or, or fuck that guy, man. I, he stole, you know, thousands of dollars from me. I, I don't forgive him. I don't think about him every day, but I don't forgive him. I mean, what is your, what's your thought process on that? Totally agree. Um, like you said, with the church thing, I was I was brought up in the church world, and I know how it feels. You know, they're constantly down your throat. You gotta forgive, gotta forgive, no matter what. And I'm like you, man. There's been a lot of times when I was in that world. I just, yeah, I said it with my lips. I forgave them or something, but deep down, I really never forgave them. <laughs> you know, because they didn't deserve my forgiveness, but. At that time, you're so, you know, indoctrinated and pounded with, you've got to forgive them. But, man, the honest thing is, no, you don't. Like, sometimes you, they do not deserve your forgiveness on shit they do. Not at all. And, and you know, I don't feel bad one bit. <laughs> but I'm like you, you know, I don't wake up every day thinking about it. Right. And mad at the world and, and letting it hold me down. I just, I don't forgive you. <laughs> That's just simple as that. I don't forgive you, and you're not gonna get my forgiveness. There's a bit of freedom in that. I um, right. so you know, I I always say stupid shit, dude. So prepare yourself. But no, you I always go too far. But um, you know, I'm and I we just talked about this a few minutes ago. But I'm I'm pissed off at somebody. You know, I I really am, and um. And I have a lot of great friends that have been very, very good to me. And so this is not a diss towards them at all, at all. But I, um, you know, they've been talking about, you know, forgiveness quite a bit with me. And in all fairness, I mean, they've been there every day, dude. Like, I, I've been really, like, kind of fucking messed up over it. But I, um, somewhere along the line, man, I followed some satanic church thing on Instagram. And I couldn't even tell you where they're from now, which is pathetic. But they post a daily thing. And one of the things they posted just like three weeks ago was, you don't have to get over it whenever they do. You don't have to get over it ever. And I just thought, I don't know, man. Like, it, yeah, some people say, you know, unforgiveness, like, tears up your soul. But I think there's also an aspect of, of, of saying, no, man, like, fuck that, dude. Like, I, this person hurt me. And they knew that they had the capability of doing that and didn't share that with me. So, yeah, like, again, I'm not going to... My, my life mission isn't to be mad at them every day. But, no, I'm not going to forgive them. I mean, is that where LeVay was going with this? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and also, you know, as a Satanist, we have, um, you know, ritual, of course. Um, we have a thing mm. called the... Uh, the uh, destruction ritual and basically what it is is we go into our ritual chamber and 
whatever, if someone has wronged us or if someone, for instance, let's just say someone is at my job, has done something wrong to me, has given me a hard time, you know, uh, for instance, my boss, man, he's not giving me um, a raise when I really deserve it or, you know, let me get that position and just, just doing crap out of spite. Well, you know, I would go in my ritual chamber, do a destruction ritual, whatever, just get it out of my system to release it. Mm-hmm. And then once that is done, I, I go on about my day. I forget about it and, and let it be. And whatever happens to them, so be it. You know, he might get, say, for instance, he might get a call and get a promotion in uh, Florida for another job. And he takes it and goes, well, did my ritual work? I would say so, because now I don't have to deal with him anymore. He's gone. Um, and that's kind of the way I, I, I do things, too, and look at things. I go in there, I let it all out. And just forget about it. But that still doesn't mean I, I forgive that person. Especially right. if it's something major. Hell no. I'm not going to forgive you. You don't deserve that. Yeah, I mean, we've all... And, and the only reason I want to address this, man, is because my listening audience is really wide and it's really varied. But a lot of them are former Christians, you know. Right. And the forgiveness thing to me has always been a super huge issue because you've seen it before like somebody murders you know every everybody in the fucking family right <laughs> except for one lady you know like one lady lived and she goes to the prison and she forgives the guy dude i'm not i'm not on that train man at all no no not at all if, if someone murdered somebody in my family no, definitely, you will never get my my forgiveness. You know, and, I, and I've seen those types that you're talking about. You know, they they go and they say, you know, it it felt better to forgive them. But most of them, I mean, if you really look into to them, they it's from a Christian belief. I mean, if you really learn a little bit about them, because that's the way they've been taught. And for some people, I don't, I couldn't really say if they would be really genuine and honest if they really forgave them. I think maybe a lot of times they're doing it because they think it's the right thing to do. And, you know, they think if they don't forgive, they're not going to get into this place called heaven or whatever it may be. And then again, some might be really genuine and really forgive them, which I don't see how that's possible, but hey. Right. So, I think one of the things that's kind of interesting to me, man, is um, when I look at LeVay, or, and, and especially his writings, um, I'm not anti-Christian by any stretch. I don't, know what, I don't know what I think about a lot of it, to be honest with you. But um, when I look at LeVay, and, and perhaps you can uh, elaborate on this a bit, when I look at some of his writings, sometimes it feels like a little bit of a re- of a relief to hear somebody say, "You don't have to do that." What are your What's your takeaway on yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Um, it does. I think that's why the the Satanic Bible was really, I guess, came um, in a lot to me because when I read those, it was like, okay, somebody else feels the same way that I feel. You know, I'm not the only one out here. Um, because with forgiveness, man, I struggled with it. Like, I, I was taught to forgive, but deep down, you know, there was a lot of times I just, I couldn't forgive. But I said I did. But then when I read the Satanic Bible and LaVey's work, I'm like, wow, there's someone else that really thinks 
and lives the way I do, you know, and so it was a big relief um, to see someone else, and I think that's why uh, his writings has always been dear to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, do you think that they're primal at all, or do you think that they're honest? I mean, you, maybe both, but I, you know, there there certainly is a base primal um, feel to, to what LeVay writes, um, but also it could just be the releasing of lofty ideas that we're not really capable of. I, I don't know. Can you elaborate on that? I mean, I, I, think, I think a little bit of both, but I think Honestly, all I, I think it was honest. I mean, I, I can say I think it was all honest. Um, so your your personal transformation, right? You 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 went to you went to Bible college, right or no? Yeah, sure did. I thought Columbus, so. Ohio. Yeah, so everybody, I have a I have another interview with Blake. Um, probably probably a year or two ago where he talks about his entire story I encourage you to go listen to that but um, and we talked a little bit about this on that podcast but when you discovered Satanism um, and I know LeVay and Satanism isn't a term that you guys like but when you discovered Satanism in the vein that, that Anton LeVay described it um, what aspects of that felt freeing to you well for one you know of course the um no god really um and and i, I do have to say even though we're talking about it and I, i'm not just saying this because this is what the show's dedicated but the whole forgiveness thing was was a big thing for me um because at, at that age i was dealing with a lot of things and I was, you know, it was crammed down my throat, I should forgive this person, I should forgive this person, blah, 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 and I, like I said, I mean, I know I keep saying it, but I just couldn't, and, you know, when I read that, about the forgiveness thing, and, I mean, it goes more into depth, too, within the Satanic Bible, you can read a little bit more on this stuff, um, but that was really freeing for me, man, that, that, that's, that's one of the things that really, um, kind of was like, wow. And, and to, you know, of course, the, the no God and the devil and, and the afterlife and all of that stuff. But, but the forgiveness thing was a big one, too. Yeah, just for people listening, I mean, when it comes, when, when you call yourself a Satanist, we're, I mean, describe what that belief system is, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Satanist is basically, you know, we don't believe in a God. We don't even believe in a devil. We use the devil as a symbol and metaphor. Um, the one that questions all things. Um, we don't believe in a hell, a heaven, an afterlife. This is this is the life you have. This is the only life, and you should live it up to the fullest as long as you're not hurting anyone and you know pretty much obeying the law. It's, it's yeah, a very carnal religion, and it's a very self, you know, all about me to a certain you know thing. Um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry I cut you off. Well, no, I mean, I, I do... I mean, I, I read all the verses about retribution. <laughs> or verses. I read all the statements about retribution. I mean, the... Um, in the 11 satanic rules of the earth, number 11 does say, when you're walking in open territory, don't bother anyone. So, it's not like you guys are out there looking for trouble, right? <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, we're not out trying to start trouble, not 
going around. You know, as long as you don't bother me, I'm not going to bother you. As long as you respect me, I, I can respect you, you know. And yeah. then basically the way I use it, I say, I'm, I'm kind of a mirror. Whatever you give to me, I'll give back to you. If you're a dick to me, I'll, I'll be a dick to you. It's that simple. Which is so funny, dude. I, I, I like that you bring that up because... Um, and I don't want to, like... I really don't... I don't know what I think about Jesus right now. Like, I think he was a great human being if he, if he really existed. I, I think he was a great human being, and I think that he tried to fight for people that were, like, severely disenfranchised. But I also think... Um, hey, if you fuck with me, I'm gonna fuck with you, and that would be that would be kind of a satanic <laughs> sentiment, yeah. right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. It kind of feels right, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's natural, man. I mean, it's just it's 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 natural. It's human nature. You know, if someone wrongs you, then you want to get back at them for wronging you. Yeah. If someone hurts you, you want to hurt them. If someone, whatever, man, you, you want to get back at them. I think it's it's human nature. It's a part of human nature. It's funny, dude. I, I got a lot of grief over this, but I, I posted something on um, Facebook, I don't know, man, maybe two months ago. But um, I said, you know, there's a scriptural text that says, the meek shall inherit the earth. And that might be true, but right now they don't get fucked well and they don't get paid well. And I really think that's true, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're the sheepish individual that doesn't stand up for yourself, man, in this world, people are going to run you over. Right. So, well, you know, and, and no, go ahead. With the Bible, uh, with the Bible, I don't want to, you know, go on a tangent or nothing. But you know, the, the Bible talks about forgiveness. We should forgive. But if you really look at it, man, especially in the Old Testament, it, I don't think God really forgave anybody. You know, I mean, with the flood, I mean, just all kind of crazy things you would see. Oh, but man. It's just my opinion. <laughs> no, no, it's not, dude. Like, when you look at, at the God of the Old Testament and you look at Jesus, they, they look like two very different ideologies, right? right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, completely different. So, I guess for me, man, like, you know, I think there's so many people that grow up with the idea of, I need to forgive, I, I shouldn't try and get retribution, and then um, I look at these writings of LeVay, and, and, you know, whenever I say I don't know what I, I don't know who I think Jesus was exactly, or I don't know what I think about the Bible... Let me just say, I don't know what the fuck I think about Anton LaVey, because he had some, he had some shit going on too, right? Like, like, like yeah, everybody. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah. But, um, I do think that, you know, when it says Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek, um, I do think that's interesting because our natural tendency is... Hey man, I, I want some justification here, and I think that in the Bible, one of the one of the means that Christians use to satisfy that feeling of justification is "Vengeance is mine," says the Lord. Right? It's an Old Testament verse. Right. Uh, the, the only problem is, I think that for a lot of them, they use that as a cop out instead of 
taking control and and rectifying the circumstances that are in their life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. I think I, I think too a lot of them they'll use and, and then again I'm not picking on the Christians so I don't want people to think that but um it's it's our predominant use, influence right right yeah okay right. so. But they'll use, I'm praying for you, or I'll pray for you, or something like that, or um, mm. God bless you, and, and and I've always looked at it as like the Christian way of saying, fuck you, you know, I don't forgive you, but um, I just, I think a lot of times they, they make excuses for, for their God too, and, and because mm. I just, I don't see how anyone could just live and just you know no matter what happens to them they they live in a state of just forgiveness i just i don't see it man yeah i i don't know you know i i know that i felt the struggle through the years of trying to deal with that and then through the recent circumstance that i went through i had a lot of friends that are like you know if you could just forgive her you'd you know, you would, you'd be, you'd be free of this, and you'd feel so much better. Right. It's like, what, wh- why, why would I feel better about that? What, 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 yeah. what, what magic power is there in me absolving her of her bullshit? I, I just don't, I don't see that. You know, and I've always felt that way. If somebody wrongs me, what's the magic in, or, or, or the, uh, the divine move in me letting them off the hook? I just don't know if I believe it. I mean, you yeah, felt I mean, that. I've heard, yeah, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, you mentioned it about, you know, well, the forgiveness, it's not for them, it's really for you. But I, I really think a lot of times it is for the other person because when they they know they've been forgiven, you know, they, it's like they're kind of off scot-free, you know. Okay, they, they did you wrong and you forgave them, so they're off scot-free. So next time they're going to do the same shit. Well, in their mind, they're going to say, okay, God, fuck yes. They're gonna for- going. Yeah, they're going to forgive me again. And then it just keeps on and on, and that's where it comes. You know, you keep turning the other cheek, you're going to run out of cheeks, you know. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't see it, man. I, I, no, not at all. Yeah, man, I think that there's a powerful statement in saying... All right, you fucked with me once, but I I bet you won't do it again. You know what I mean? And again, we're not talking about decimating someone's life, and I don't mean that either. But to whatever degree you fuck with me, I'm gonna fuck with you back. And um, you might do it to somebody else, but you won't. You're definitely gonna think twice before you do it to me. And I think I know that sounds primal, and I know that sounds, um, you know. A very, I don't know, man, barbaric, but that is humanity, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. I think if a lot of people would stick with their guns and not be, I guess, as unforgiving with bull, bull crap, I think a lot more people would respect them and they wouldn't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that they deal with. Um, let's, let's just use relationships, okay? If someone you start dating and they cheat on you, and you forgive them well the next person that comes along they know your story you forgave that cheater and you start dating them well in the back of their mind they can say well i can cheat and he'll forgive me too but if they know okay he he does not put up with that bullshit he didn't forgive them and he's just he don't deal with that you know you really don't have to worry about going down that road again 
if you just stick to your guns and, and not be as forgiving. You know, this That's is the way I look at it. No, I think it's a good point, man, because you're creating boundaries and you're creating principles and you're creating. Um, I, I guess just rules and guidelines by this is how I'm going to live my life and you know if you mess with me I'm not just going to say alright I'm done with you and walk away I'm going to I'm going to seek justification and then we're done but so many people man they just I mean I, I hear the idea like the best thing is to walk away but when has that ever worked in like a world conflict? So why and, and world conflicts, man, are no different than it, those are still just human conflicts, right? So, um, if you have a, a a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, and or 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 a best friend or it doesn't matter, and they they fuck you over, you 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 strike back, you sever the relationship. And you make a statement. I have guidelines and 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 I also think, and I'm, I would be curious because I did some reading on this. When you allow people to accost you, when you allow people to um, degrade you or or defile you, what? And my ex didn't cheat or anything like that. But 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 let's talk about in a situation where they did. Well, at least I don't think she did. <laughs> but. I have no idea. At this point, I don't know what she did. Um, but whenever you allow someone to defile you, don't you think that that creates a sense of self-disrespect? You know, like you know inside that you let it go. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I mean, you, you let somebody cheat on you, run over you, and... It's just, you know, other people looking from the, the outside in. They just look at you and say, wow, he's just a pushover. He, you know, he has no boundaries. He has nothing. You can just do whatever. And he's just so forgiving. He'll forgive you. He loves everybody. No, that's BS, man. Mm -hmm. It just makes you look weak. It, it's just, no, not at all. But how about, dude, like your own sound, your own mind, your, your own uh, subconscious, you know, goes, right. oh, okay. So I guess we just let people do whatever they want. I those that self talk. Um, I I heard. Um, oh, I think it was. I'm sorry, I can't remember now. But basically, they said your accomplishments are proof to your subconscious that you're an achiever. So when you your lack of accomplishments prove to your subconscious I'm not an achiever and those things are a little bit beyond the realm of just conscious thought so whenever you allow someone to just disrespect you and you don't take a stand you are I, I well you know I'm taking a stab here but you are in some ways like um, showing your subconscious you know I don't I don't have a lot of personal self-respect here I totally agree yeah. Crazy. Um, and I know we keep talking about cheating or whatever. We use that analogy, and for everybody listening, no one's cheated on nobody here that I know of. Exactly. Um, I had a, a buddy of mine, and he was in love with this girl, and they were dating for a couple of years, and he found out that she was cheating on him. Well, instead of him just ending it, he wanted to get back at her. 
And so he started dating another, seeing another girl on the side. And but he did it in a way where she found out the other girl. And it was just a mess. And it was like she was so heartbroken, but yet she was cheating too. Wow. But and I asked him, I was like, why? He's like, it just it made me feel better for me to do it that way. Is that okay? okay. He's like, it just made me feel better. I said, okay, if it made you feel better, then fine. And he said, but I still don't forgive her. He said, but it just made me feel better. So, so, Blake, I mean, feeling better, feeling free Mm -hmm. of that situation, like, hey, she did it, I did it, I, I agree it's primordial, but that's... I mean, that's what we're after, right? We're after peace. We're after... Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't argue with it. I was like, yeah, you make a great point. Um, you know, with with forgiveness and everything, and I think this is kind of in the same vein, too, with love. You know, you hear, especially within church, you're supposed to love everybody. and But if you love everybody, it, it doesn't place any value on the people that you do truly love you know if you're just throwing out love to everybody or or just throwing out forgiveness to everybody it doesn't place no value on that especially for the people that are dear to you and that you do truly love Mm -hmm. yeah I just I, I just know in my own life I've grown up with the idea of I have to forgive everybody um and I've had a few instances just a few, man, really, where I felt like I don't want to forgive this person. I really don't want to. Like, what they did to me is egregious. It's offensive. Um, they went into it knowing full well that they were capable of it. And I don't think they deserve to be forgiven, you know? And I get the whole idea, well, you know, Christ died on the cross and all of that stuff. I, I get all that. And so anybody listening that wants to email me about that, I already know the verse. I got it. But, yeah, I'm good, right? I, I get it. But uh, I live in a very human world, man, where I have very human emotions and some of them are pretty strong. And again, there's only been just less than a half dozen instances where I felt like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to forgive that person. What they did is not forgivable, and uh, and I don't forgive them. And I, I don't walk I don't walk around like I know everybody thinks that I I know I'm going to hear it I'm going to hear it but I don't walk around poisoned because of it. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Before I get into what I was going to say, I think a lot of people think that way though when they say or they hear you say I'm not going to forgive them I think they have a thought like well you're just poisoning yourself or you're going to be miserable but that no that's not true at all I mean now granted if you're waking up every day and that's all you're thinking about is what happened to you and so on then you know you might need to step back and, and see about doing something but that, that still that doesn't mean that you forgive that person right on um but what I was going to say is I had a situation happen with a person and they did something, I mean, it was really bad and I just, I did not forgive them, but they tried to turn it around on me like I was the bad guy for not forgiving them. 
And I'm like, no, not at all. You should have thought before you even did this thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not going to forgive you. But it's just so funny how people try to turn around and manipulate the situation just to get the, to get you to forgive them. Yeah, so I have a, a question off of this topic. But before we go there, I just want to say, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that have been through circumstances that were really unforgivable. And I mean, to the listening audience, there are things that are unforgivable. And if you were in a long-term marriage or if you were in a long-term relationship and the guy or the girl cheated on you, fuck forgiving them. That's no way. Um, if you were in a long-term relationship or thing like something like that and you were making plans and all of a sudden, you know, for whatever reason they dumped you, you don't have to forgive them. Or if they accosted your child or you, forgiveness is not something that you have to give to people. And, and I know what the Bible says and I'm fully aware of all that, but I'm just saying there are other thoughts, there are other schools of thought out there that say you don't have to forgive people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I do. I, I think if it, it, it's up to you, at the end of the day, it's up to you. If you if you want to forgive someone, if they've done something and and they're really you know sorry, and and even if they are really sorry, that doesn't mean you still have to forgive them. Hell yeah. That's still on you. But at the end of the day, if you do decide to forgive that person for whatever they did, then. That's fine. You're going to have to live with that. But just remember, if they do it next time again, and it's just going to become a cycle. So you have to watch out for that also. But there again, at the end of the day, it's all on you what you decide. Yeah, I feel like that through the years, that whole you got to forgive me thing, I, you know, I think that that's been abused. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, bro, I, I, it's so funny you brought this up because I read this earlier, and I've read it before. Um, and it's going to be way more difficult than the forgiveness question. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. All right, dude. This is um, from the 11 Satanic Rules of the Earth. It goes back to your ritual chamber uh, statement. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledge the power of magic if you have successfully employed it to obtain your desires. And it goes on a little further, but I'm not going to go into it. Tell me what that means. I'm super interested. I have some ideas what LeVay believed, which don't which don't at all imply that there's a God, but um, I would love to hear your views on that. Well, I think that's kind of been one of those things that I think it's everybody's kind of used their own thoughts on it. Um, Besides talking to people that, you know, were really close with LeVay and what he really meant. Um, the way I take from it is really, if I go in the ritual chamber and I, let's just say, do a destruction ritual and um, I let all that frustration out and, um, and then tomorrow or next week something happened to the person I went in there um, to do the destruction ritual and if something happens to them and say they I mean let's just say they get in a car crash or you know whatever um I think he's really saying you know then don't feel bad about it 
you know, make sure that when you go into that ritual chamber, that's no matter the outcome, that that's what's going to happen. You know, don't feel bad and then don't deny like, oh, whatever happened. Don't deny that it could have been some kind of magical thing. And, and when talking about magic, it could be something that just scientists or science hasn't caught up with. It, it doesn't mean something supernatural, you know, with a god or a devil. Exactly. Yeah. Are you are you familiar with quantum physics? A little bit, not it's, too well, but a little bit. It's crazy. It's insane, man. How right. energy is um, energy responds to energy, right? And we're all just energy. So, and I remember reading um, Levey saying that you know he thought that magic was something that science just hadn't caught up with yet. Right. And I know some people are like, oh, you know, that's a betrayal of what he, what he, the other stuff he he wrote. But not really. Like when you look at quantum physics, it's all science. It has nothing to do with angels or demons or anything. It has to do with one source of energy um, emits a wave into the field of energy, and that causes a, a reaction somewhere. Um, which I think is kind of cool, so I just sort of wondered what your take on that was. Yeah, I think it's, you know, too, like the way I think LeVay would say it sometimes, it's a force in nature, a dark force in nature. Um, in nature, meaning? I think it goes back to with just energy and, and science and all of that, the way I, I put it together. Cool. So, when we talk about a ritual chamber, man, I'm just super curious about this. Tell me what that what that would look like. Um, well, it could be really anything. Um, again, let me say that, you know, if you're a Satanist, it doesn't mean... There are some Satanists that, doesn't, that don't do ritual at all. Um, and then there are other Satanists that, that does practice ritual. But a ritual chamber, it can be a little place in your house. It could be a closet, you know, and they... It set up a little altar, whatever you may have. Um, a lot of people, a lot of Satanists, you know, they have the sigil of Baphomet hanging up or on the, the altar. Um, or sometimes you could be out doing a walk and, and your ritual chamber could be in your head. You're doing it, you know, a ritual wow. within your head. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's just some big spooky building that you go to, you know. Now, some people might have a big room and that's dedicated to their ritual chamber but it just really it's up to the individual what they prefer so the destruction ritual mm -hmm. um, which I've read several things about that um, that it's it's kind of you know personally healing and um, then the magical aspect of it which may or may not be in play but whatever I don't, you know those are things that neither you or I can prove but um where do you find the destruction ritual? Is that in the Satanic Bible, or? Yeah, that's in. That's actually in the Satanic Bible. Um, there's, I think, three um, basic. It's the um, compassion, destruction, and lust uh, ritual, and they're all found in the Satanic Bible. Wow, super interesting, man. So, do you? And you don't have to answer this, but do you? Do you believe in, or do you practice ritual at all? It's not something I do, you know, every day or something. It's when I just feel the need to, I do. Okay. Um, 
I mean, that we're talking on forgiveness on this one. Um, you know, if I have a problem and it's really weighing me down or something, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do it. The church ritual just to for, for anything to get it out of me. That frustration, okay. a release for me. Yeah. So years, well, maybe two years ago. I don't know. Three years ago. It's been a bit, but. I got into a practice called chaos magic, and um, okay. it's a belief system in energy. And basically, you you borrow from whatever practice you want to borrow from to move energy wherever you want to move it. And they have no qualms about you know uh, destruction, blessing, lust, do whatever you want to do. Uh, but it's heavily based in the idea, I mean, it was started before quantum physics was really known about, but the um, the originator of it thought everything is energy, which he's right about that. And if energy can have an effect on energy, then me as an object of energy can have an effect on the energy around me. So it sounds sort of like that's where LeVay was headed. Um, I know he was a hardcore atheist, and I know that he was not in... I don't know. Did he have any leanings in the supernatural, or no? I don't... I hear from different people. Some say yes, some say no, but from, like, the writings, and all the things I've, you know, heard and read of LeVay, I, I don't see it. Okay. Um, not at all, really. But he was pro... I don't know what the fuck is out there necessarily, right? Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. So he was open. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the satanic church before we leave, because I I know that some people think, uh, you know, what is this exactly? But by and large, it's an atheist viewpoint that teaches what the the enjoyment of of life. I mean, ex can you expound on that a bit? Yeah, pretty much the enjoyment of life, um, you know, to get everything you can out of life, to better yourself. Um, I mean, some people even, I've heard, um, refer to the Satanic Bible as a self-help book. Um, you know, the principles and things that are inside the book. Um, but it's basically, it's, it's all about you, what you can do to better yourself, better your life, um, and just live it up, man, like I said, and, and as long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as you're not breaking the law, um, live it up, man, and, and have fun and enjoy life, because this is the only life we get that we know of, so enjoy it. Personal and responsibility's huge, yeah? Absolutely, yes, responsibility, um, taking responsibility, not blaming, you know, if you fail, there's not a devil to blame, there's not no one to blame but yourself. You know, you have to, to look in the mirror and say, okay, I screwed up, let me fix this. And then when you do um, accomplish something and, and do something really good, we don't feel like there's a God to thank. Um, it, it's you. You thank yourself because you put in the hard work. You got up every day and went and, and did the things you had to do to uh, succeed. Yeah, so just to reiterate a point here, there in, in and I... I think it's recognized as a religion, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. And I think uh, we're tax exempt too, which um, I think the Church of Satan still pays its taxes. It doesn't operate like that, of course. Yeah. So 
Um, but in your religion, let's use that word for, for now, um, there is no devil, so we're not, there's no worshipping of some weird, ugly, um, formidable human, or, well, not human, but spiritual being. I know I love there's so much well not so much but there are several very poignant passages or or sentences that say don't like hurt people uh, yeah, unless they have don't a yeah don't harm children don't harm animals and still it's the church of Satan that's you know slaughtering oh, yeah. whatever the fuck. You, would, you would be surprised at the amount of people that still really believe that Crazy man! It is ridiculous. It goes back to responsibility, though. Taking, you know, the time to study for yourself. But people just want to be spoon-fed and believe whatever someone tells them. They don't want to get up and quit being lazy and do the research. So, what what is the draw for you to the Church of Satan? The Church of Satan. I mean, draw. Yes. When I joined the Church of Satan. I joined the Church of Satan really and I guess uh, to tip my hat in respect of LaVey and uh, the philosophy that he um, pretty much created within the Satanic Bible. Yep. That's really why I joined the, the Church of Satan was really just out of respect and to tip my hat um, to LaVey. Um, and, and I love being a member of the Church of Satan. Um, but as far as, you know, there's a lot of people that will ask me, well, what does the Church of Satan offer? What do they do for you? And nothing. It's, they don't do anything. It's not like that. It, it, again, it goes all back to you. Um, what you decide to do with your life. So, so can I ask, I mean, why call yourself... And I, this isn't a judgment. Uh, I think it's a very interesting right. subject. But why why call yourself a Satanist? What does that do for you? I, I'm, I love this. Right. Well, an atheist, you know, an atheist, all it means is I don't believe in a god. Um... And it just, that wasn't enough. Me saying I'm a Satanist, it says, okay, atheist is saying I'm not this, but when I'm saying I'm a Satanist, it's pretty much saying I am this. It goes into deeper with the philosophy and with, you know, like we're talking about with the forgiveness philosophy and all of that, not turning the other cheek. So when I'm saying I'm a Satanist, it, it really is saying I am this, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about the aesthetic, right? Because um, the aesthetic is there, which is, I mean, it's fantastic, personally, but not for everyone, but not every Satanist wears black and lives in a, a black house, right? Absolutely not, no. Uh, there's all kinds of Satanists, man, blue collar, you just never know. Your next door neighbor could be a Satanist and you may never know. So, I know there's not necessarily daily practices, but are there... Are there um, are there things I guess that one would do as a Satanist or to become a Satanist? You know what I mean. So, yeah, average guy is listening to this and goes, "Hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Tell me like first steps." Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, 
he's a good one I would say is pick up uh, a copy of the Satanic Bible read it um, and then there's another book um, called the Satanic Scriptures by our uh, former high priest uh, Peter H. Gilmore that he wrote I would say read that and then also you can go to churchofsatan.com and there's tons of information essays on the website and I would say just really get in and study and read and then if if that's what you say okay hey this is who I am then you know there's if you want to you can join the church of Satan but you don't have to join the church of Satan to, to be a Satanist you know all you have to do is read the Satanic Bible and say hey I see myself within those pages this is who I am yeah so um, I guess two things there number one the the Church of Satan website can you give us the URL for that Okay. Tons of information on there just for the listener out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So when you go to the website it looks very simple and very basic, but all the drop down menus, I'm just telling I mean you know this already, but all the drop down menus, they have I mean you could spend hours on there. So Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a great website, but when you first go to it it's like, wow, there's not a lot here. There's a lot there. There's a lot going on there. So, is Peter Gilmore, what's his status? He is the um, high priest of the Church of Satan. Okay. Um, still. Um, and, yeah, he's wrote a book, like I said, uh, The Satanic Scriptures, which is a really, it's a great book. But, you know, after reading the Satanic Bible, like I said, I was suggesting you pick a copy of that up and, and read it. Because mm-hmm. it kind of expounds more um, up to date on um, he's, there's a bunch of essays in there and, and different things. Different yeah, I've heard him on a lot of podcasts. He's extremely well spoken. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, very, very well spoken. Um, and makes a lot of sense, I think, um, for someone that's looking for a very sensible approach to to this ideology. Um, so I just have a few more minutes with you, but um, how long have you been in this? Was it a scary um, step, man? It wasn't really a scary step. I, I don't know. I guess, well, you know, you know, coming out of with Christianity, because I'm sure the way you were, you know, I was born into it with yep. Christianity. Right um, so when I really took the step to really, I guess, come out to like some friends and family to say, hey, I, I, this is not me. You know, I don't believe this. You know, that was was I guess kind of scary maybe yeah because I didn't know their reactions um but other than that no it really wasn't a scary step mm. yeah. yeah I'm happy though I know that I'm very happy man and, and just living my life and enjoying it man with my family my kids it's great so tell me dude a little bit about your podcast I know it's the demented one um, you've been off the air for just a bit but you're coming back really soon right right um, I have the demented one show on YouTube um, where I've you know it's basically I've interviewed other other Satanists um, and I've also interviewed some people from like true crime that wrote books like on the Charles Manson case um, that's basically on the YouTube channel and this year starting Hopefully this month, I'm 
kicking up the uh, Demented One podcast. Gonna get that started up, so I'm looking forward to it. And I'm actually with this podcast, I'm going to be doing interviews um, on other than just Satanism. I want to branch out and talk to people from other paths, like you know maybe voodoo, um, just different stuff like that. See you know how they got into it, why, and so on. Not cool. That's really what I'm wanting to do with the podcast. So, yeah. Very nice. So, I imagine that'll be everywhere. The Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right? Apple, all that. Yep, yeah, it'll be all everywhere. And I've got um, to keep up to date with like the Demented One stuff uh, on Facebook, just the Demented One, um, YouTube, Twitter. If you type in the Demented One, it usually will pull up whichever social media platform you're on. Okay, yeah, and just so everybody knows, like, we were we were going to record this yesterday, but he had to take the kids to a birthday party, so totally, like, domesticated individual, man, he's... talk about real quick like the best ways to connect personally with you Facebook you mentioned that but but what is it again uh, Facebook is just the demented one um, I think the URL or whatever if you go into Facebook I think if you just type in at the demented on Facebook that'll take you to it okay okay um, but you can go into the search thing and just type in the demented one and it'll take you to the Facebook page also and uh, that's, that's the main place you got Instagram, you got Twitter, what, tell me what you got. Twitter, I got Twitter, um, at the Demented One. Okay. Um, Instagram, it, it's really pretty, I try to keep it a little bit more personal. Okay. Um, and you're on YouTube? And stuff. On YouTube, um, the Demented One on YouTube. Yeah. That's the, the YouTube channel. And then the podcast, like I said, it's, it's going to be coming this month, hopefully. And once it does, I'll be releasing everything, you know, talking about it on the uh, Facebook and yeah, dude, let me know when you get your first episode up, man, and I'll I'll repost it on my stuff, too, yeah, for so people know. Like, like I was saying, too, I want to have you on the show, on the podcast, man, once I get it going. I'd love to have you on. I'd love guys. that, man. I would be so honored, honestly. Yeah. Um. All right, brother. I think that's it, man. Thanks so much, dude, for coming on and talking about... I know it's a... You know, revenge is like a weird and tough subject or unforgiveness, but... Right. Um, I've been dealing with it, and then I have a bunch of people that, um, through this process, have said, hey, you know, I've never felt good about just forgiving people, so I knew that there was a belief system out there that said, hey, you know, I mean, in sorts, like, fuck forgiveness, we don't, we don't have to do that, you know, so I just thought it was a powerful thing to talk about, and I appreciate you elaborating on it. Absolutely, man, it was an honor to be on your show again. Yeah, brother, we'll do it again, so hang on just for a second, man. And uh, I want to talk to you afterwards, but I'm going to close this thing out. Sound good? Sounds good.